You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Welcome to Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. Amen. Well, um, so let's see whether it was only notch that I was going to have. <laughs> well, this morning, I'm starting a new series. <laughs> Amen. Okay. I'm looking at me and say, what's going on? You started one last week. Yeah. I can start one every week. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not it. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I, I, I think I mentioned, I mentioned the last, last Sunday that, um, there are two things that God was dealing with me to teach on. Amen. And, um, I started working concurrently on both of them. And then when I came to church on Sunday, I, maybe that's the one that was doing me. I, I just started speaking about it. And you know, immediately after service, I just realized, that is not what the one you should have started with. It was the second one. Because, let me explain why. Because the second one, this one that we're starting today, is leading us into the laying on of hands service. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I would have taught it on Wednesday, but we're, we're fasting and praying. And Wednesdays, inclusive, we'll meet five to six. Just for prayers. Amen. So there's no teaching on Wednesdays. That's why I decided to teach it today. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the explanation for it. So, just hold on. The one that you've had about, uh, the, what's the title of that one? Okay, Mighty Supply. It's not Mighty Supply. It's, it's Mighty. <laughs> that one, just hold it in your left hand. Okay, if you're like me, hold it in your right hand and just listen to the one we have today. So, like I said, the series we are going to start now will lead us into the laying on of hand service. And it's very important. It's very important these things that we want to talk about in this period so that we can maximize the laying on of hands service. Amen. How many of us have experienced laying on of hands service with Reverend Aramiada? You see? That's a handful of us. So, no, proper laying on of hands service. Service called laying on of hands service. Yes, camp meeting. Those of you who have been to camp meeting have experienced it. So, um, for some of us who have not experienced it, we'll, um, it's an awesome time. And we want to, I, I, I strongly believe that being properly taught will help us to maximize it. Amen. This is the first time it's coming to Portacot. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, God, I, I believe God in his infinite plan and all orchestrated the reverend should say that he's going to have laying on hands all over the place and i think this the first uh, reverend has announced it but okay this is not the first place it's coming to anyway we're having our own september 24th and we are preparing for it amen now the first prayer fasting is also in line preparing us for that amen okay i'll talk about that after the message so we'll start this series. I, well, I titled it, if you want to change the title, technical team, they are the boss. How to receive from the anointed. Amen. Amen. How to receive from the anointed. You know, one of the first things that we need to know is that God is more than willing to meet your heart desires. Amen. God wants to meet your heart desires more than you want him to meet your heart desires. 
Amen. I always say this. I always, as illustration I always give, I say, those who have children around you, you know, whether you're a parent or even a caretaker of a child, you know how much you want to, somebody, you know how much you want to help a child. You know how much you want to give to a child. You know how much you want to do for a child. Even, the, even when the child is even crying, fussing and all that, it's like, look, I want to help you. Amen. Why? Because you are in the position, being an adult, you're in the position to help. God is our father. God wants to meet our needs. God, God desires for all our hard desires. Hmm. God desires for all our hard desires to be met. Amen. More than we ever desire. Hallelujah. In fact, you know that before you even came on the scene, before you came on the scene, before those desires, before those challenges, before whatever they were called, they arose. God already made provision. God already solved them. 2,000 years before you came on this scene, God has met your needs. God has solved your problem. God has done something about it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See Acts 10, 30, 38. Acts 10, 38. And even when Jesus came, that was what, that was all Jesus was doing. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all, healing all who are oppressed by the devil for what? God was with him. Amen. God was with him. Permit me to explain this way. You know, God, God wanted to physically come down and meet needs. So God sent Jesus. And God was with him as he went about doing good. Bible says that he was doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. Amen. God was with him. And Hebrews 13, 8, it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he did it then, yesterday, he's doing it today, he will do it forevermore. Amen. Amen. Jesus didn't, Jesus healing ministry didn't end when Jesus died and rose from the dead. Amen. I love, I love the, what, um, Lizzie said during prayers that, um, I'm using my own words now. You know, God didn't want that there was, I mean, you know, it, God could have done it like that. God have, that's a Jesus per century or Jesus per time. One Jesus just comes. So if you need your miracle, if you can travel to wherever the Jesus is, Maybe Jerusalem. You can travel to Jerusalem. Once you, once you can meet Jesus in Jerusalem, your needs are met. No, God didn't want it to be like that, that way. So what did God do? God, God, God produced, that's the word. God produced many Jesuses. Amen. Amen. You are Jesus. You are Jesus. You are Jesus. Your name is not Jesus, but you carry that same power. God, that's why, that's why Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So God is still in the healing business. God is still in the miracle business. God is still in the deliverance business. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, so we've said all this. So somebody will say that, well, you know, uh, 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 I've been believing God, I've not received. And I have this to tell you. That if you are not receiving, if you have not received a miracle, if you have not received your heart desires, the problem is not from God's end. I hope you know that. The problem is not from God's end. The problem is from your end. Hallelujah. 
You know, sometimes with our internet service, um, service these days, sometimes you're listening to a message online or you're listening to something online and then the thing is not coming through very well. And then you're calling the, the media people say, uh, the sound is, the sound is not good. The sound is not good. And then they check everything. I say, no, no, no. There's no problem from our end. <clears throat> our output here is very good. So the problem must be from your end. Check your, um, network. Check. See, the problem is not from God's end. You know why? Because like I said before, 2000 years ago, God did all that he would ever need to do about that situation. Amen. See, there's nothing that can confront you today. You say, oh, but like Pastor Nigel said, some sickness don't have this. Oh, this new sickness that has not, it finally arrived. And, and God said, what? Huh? That was, Michael, Jesus, uh, cancel. Quick, quick, come, is this in the book? Is it, oh, oh, let's do something. No, 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 no. What Jesus did 2000 years ago, if earth remains in a million years time, it is sufficient for it. Amen. Hallelujah. God has done more than is required to solve your problem. So the problem is never from God's end. It's always from our end. Hallelujah. And you, you see, we, 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 we must, we must see that way. So that, that's the only way that you can make adjustment, make correct, make corrections so that you can begin to receive rightly from God. Because if you come to a place where you're saying, ah, God, why are you not doing anything about this? What is it? What? You're putting the, you're putting the problem on, is it on or at God's end? Amen? So you say, God, you're, you're not doing anything about this thing. So solve this problem now. Solve this problem now. Do something so that it will come to me. I'm, I'm okay the way I am. I'm alright here. I'm ready to receive. No. The problem is not from God's end. The problem is always from our end. Hallelujah. You know, we talked about this testimony, um, Kenneth Higgins, um, um, story severally. The story about the demon, where he said that he was talking to God, and then a, an evil spirit came and was making noise, and, and Jesus just kept talking. Jesus just kept talking. And then, you know, he realized Jesus was saying important things to him, and he wasn't hearing him. And, ah, Jesus is not doing anything about this demon now. So in, out of anger and frustration, he rebuked the spirit. The spirit fell and left. And then immediately Jesus told him, said, I could not have done anything about it if you did not. Amen. I say, eh, Jesus, do you mean you would not? Say, no, I could not. Because the earth has been given to you. You are the one, the authorized one here. Amen. Hallelujah. It's still in the same, same principle that, look, all that God needs to do, God has done. Concerning, for instance, concerning that demon, all that he needed to do, he has done, he has given the power to you. So if the de- demon is, if the, any demon, any, 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 any funny things is, is wrong around you, it's not from God's end. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what we are doing. We are realigning ourselves so that we can correctly be in the position to receive from God. Now, I so said one of the major things that stop people from receiving from God is not being taught. Amen. It's not being taught properly, correctly, or that we don't know what to expect. No, sorry, let me explain again. One of the major things that stop people from receiving is not being taught so that they either don't know what to expect or that their expectation is involved in receiving from God. Let me explain what I'm saying. You know, a lot of time people need to be taught that, um, you need to know what to expect 
when you come into God's presence, you need to know what to expect. You expect that God's power is available. You expect that God's power will rock the miracle. You, you have, you, 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 you know what to expect in that presence. Amen. Do you understand? The second part is that you don't know that your expectation is important. Now, there are two different things. I'm using the same word, but I'm, I'm trying to say two different things. Now, first one is that, um, um, you don't know what to expect. You, you should know what to expect. So when I come, for instance, when I come, when we're going, as we're going for laying on, on of hand service, what do I expect? I expect that God's power is present to heal. I expect that God's power is, 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 is coming to me. I expect that everything I come in, I, every desire I come with is met. I expect that the anointing will come upon me. I expect that my life will change. I expect that after this meeting, that I will go with a testimony. You understand that? People should know what to expect. I mean, if, if for instance, say, uh, just come now and say, um, let's go to Mercy Governor Wiki. Say, what's the first thing you ask? What are we going there for? You know why? Because that will, that will, um, help you to arrange yourself well. As we are going for an official meeting, you say, ah, no, you look at yourself, can I go like this? But you say, no, just, we don't want to go hang out, we just want to go hang out. Eh, ah, okay. Hallelujah. So, you know what to expect. That's number one. Number two is that you should know that your expectation, your desires are important in causing the anointing to flow. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible talks about, uh, one time Jesus went to a, 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 Jesus went to a city to, to, to minister. And the Bible said that, and there he could do no great work. Why? Because of their unbelief. You know, they had no expectation. Some of them just came and said, ah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm just guessing. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> um, Mary, that, uh, you, you remember that Mary? Where Bob Pekin, where is the Holy Ghost? That's how Pekin they come. Oh. Say, hey, ah, ah, the guy saying they do miracles. Oh. Say, maybe we'll go see, maybe we'll go see. Say, ah, there are other people that say, ah, that's Jesus where they say they do miracles, they come. Oh. Say, hey, that one will multiply five loaves and two fish. Say, ah, maybe, maybe we'll go see him, maybe we'll go see him. So they are there looking at him. And Jesus is minister. They are, say, eh, now nah, wow, see Mary Pekin, don't grow. Ah, him as I don't get voice now. Hey, now nah, wow, this world. Eh. This is saying the son of God. And we know his story. Oh. Amen. Some other people are looking and say, eh, uh-huh. oh yeah, now, when you go do the miracle? When you go do the miracle? Amen. They had no expectations. They were full of unbelief. This one, do miracle. Oh yeah, now, let's all see. Let's see. Amen. And do you know because of that, Jesus could do nothing. Because see, your expectation steers up the anointing. Your expectation draws from the anointing. We'll talk about that very soon. Your expectation draws from the anointing. You must have an expectation coming to the presence of the anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. So people are not taught. They don't know. So they just come in. They say, ma! Oh, so you hear, you hear, uh, um, you know, somebody like one of our sisters who is very expectant. She's talking about roasting, 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 roasting. They say, ah, ah, they go share so you for that place. Man. So, yeah, yeah, you know, what are your expectations? You so you, you're just going there, say, ah, man, see, eh, have you, 
Lean on the fan service. Have you attended Lean on the fan service? Hey, man, power, raw power. So you're just going there to see raw power. Guess what? You will see raw power. But after seeing raw power, nothing. You will go home the same way you came. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, two things. Number one, your expectation makes you ready to receive. Your expectation makes you ready to receive. You need an expectation. You know, there's an illustration that um, the pastor in church I used to attend in Lagos used to give. He says that, imagine a football match. Imagine what the two that Chelsea and Arsenal uh, are playing. Imagine two of them playing. They brought out all their best men. They bought new men. They have everybody. And then just put this, this like you say, 22 men chasing one uh, leather ball. And they're just running all over the field. Just shooting the ball. Pa! Shoot the ball. Yeah, pa! Pa! Guess what? There's no goalpost. So they're just running. For 90 minutes, they were just running all over the place. Just kicking ball. Just kicking ball. You know why, you know, you know why we, no, not we. You know why you watch football match? I'm not a football enthusiast. You know why you watch football match that way? There are good posts. You're expecting your team to score. Someone we beat Arsenal yesterday. <laughs> Amen. Why is Arsenal? I said they are the ones that are always. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Why you why there's a good post. When you come watching the match, when you come watching the match, you have an expectation. Amen. You may not be able to uh, um, I mean predict the score and say but you have an expectation that my team will win this match. Amen. That goal post is your expectation. Coming for um, uh, um, laying on of hand service, you must have an expectation. And I'm challenging you now. Begin to write your expectation. Write your, make, write the list, what you expect God to do for you. So that when God does it for you, you know what He has done. So you just come for laying of hands. You know, sometimes, because I, I'm, I'm privileged to be in the front, sometimes I'm watching people. And not just even in Savannah, even in other meetings. God honors me, they bring me to the front. So I'm watching people. So, they, uh, they, they, there's somebody, there, for instance, you know, someone like Connell, that's what he does. Uh, ten people here, that is a, bring them out, bring them out. They'll bring them out. There are twelve people here, bring them out, bring them out. This person is among the twelve again. They'll bring them out. There are thirty-five people here, bring them out, bring them out. This person is among the thirty-five people. Amen. You know, they are coming out all the time. Then after the meeting is over, after you've come out like eight times, they've laid hands on you. Your head is hurting you already. You will see the man of God. You see Portuguese. <laughs> oh, what, what is your problem? What do you Amen. But you see, honestly, for me, I don't believe those people have expectations. It's just the thrill of the power. It's just the thrill of being able to say, ah, me master, I fall under power. Kai, they touch me, I fall under power. Amen. Amen. Have an expectation. When the power comes upon you, because the power will come upon you, you know where to direct the power to. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Some people, you hear their testimony, you will know that 
Like, um, I think it was Lizzie that was talking about it. Somebody that said that he went for a meeting and said, what do you feel when, when has he said, I didn't feel anything. I was expecting it. Amen. Amen. Sometimes when I hear the audacity of people like Bishop Oedipo, just, this, this, I mean, Bishop will tell you that I would have been surprised if things were not the way they are today. I would have been, I would have been more surprised if they were not the way they are today. He knows, he knows what he has transacted with God. Andrew Mark too. Andrew Mark will say, something happens. I mean, Andrew Mark does a project that is billions of dollars and everybody's rejoicing, everybody's screaming. I mean, those of us who know Andrew Mark, Andrew Mark is just there like, and say, are you not excited? He says, no, I was excited seven years ago when the Lord told me about it. <laughs> Guy, at least pretend now. Let's go. <laughs> Amen. But have an expectation. Let your heart, let your heart be expecting something. Let your heart, let your, and, and you know what you're expecting. Glory to God. Number two, your expectation stirs up the anointing towards you. Your expectation stirs up the anointing towards you. Proverbs 10 24. Your expectation stirs up the anointing towards you. See, your expectation stirs, cause the anointing to flow in your direction. I've had people, I've had testimony of people that, uh, some, some, okay, it's running two months now. One brother was around from, one of our brothers in Abuja was around. I was telling me that one, one day that he, something happened, a lot of things had happened, and then he just came to the side and said, God, let Reverend call me. That Reverend, let Reverend call me and speak words to me. I said when he came in, because he was, he actually was in a bad, bad place. He said when he came into the, when he came to church, he went to sit in one corner, just hid away. Because that's why he was saying Reverend, he wanted Reverend to call him. He was he didn't want Reverend to see him. Because you know this I don't how many of us know that kind of thing. You're you know this kind of in a very bad place, you just just want to hide away from everybody. But in your heart you're you're drawing God. I said when you came, all of a sudden Reverend was preaching, I just said, Reverend just said, Where is so so and so? Is he in the hall? Is he around? He said he was shocked. But what? His heart was drawing the anointed. His heart was drawing the anointing towards him. He said the fear of the wicked will come upon him and the desires of the righteous sh- will be granted one 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 in, um interpreter uh, I, can't, I, I couldn't find it quickly one interpreter says the, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off the expectation what is your expectation amen hallelujah so so I've even trashed one of the, the teams very well, but let's just go. So, this is what you need to know. How to maximize the power. How to maximize, permit me to use the word, how to maximize the anointed. Amen. You know, um, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians 3.20 was one of the scriptures that we prayed this um, this week. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. You know, this scripture is very interesting. It says, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we what? We ask or think. God doesn't do magic. God doesn't just look at you and just say, okay, I know you, you, you need, you need, you need a car the way you are. So just take car, just take car, just take car. No. He says that above all that, we must ask, or it must be our thoughts. Amen. 
See, there are some general things. Don't, don't get me wrong. There are some general things that God does for us because it's what the Father does. Amen. But when it comes to something, you must ask for it. Or you are thinking about it. Those are the things that it says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. What are you asking for? What are you thinking of? Amen. Hallelujah. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all those things. It's what you ask or think, not what God decides that God does. Because see, God has decided in your favor 2,000 years ago. Amen. So it's what you ask or think that God is doing. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to the first. There are three, three, um, should I call them characters that we are going to examine as we, as we, as we, um, we arrange ourselves. Let's go to Mark chapter 5 from verse 20, 25. Okay, Mark 5, 25. Uh-huh. Thank you. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was not, I was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes. Ha. I know I want speed, but not like, uh, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain, immediately the fountain of, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched your clothes? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to pick up um, um, some things about, like we said, we're talking about receiving from the anointed. We're going to pick up some things about how to receive from the anointed from this woman's story. Now, this was the woman with an issue of blood from 25. She said the woman had an issue of blood 12 years. A problem that had lingered for 12 years. She had spent everything she had. No solution was coming. Amen. And the Bible says that um, she came in the press and touched Jesus. She came in... Please go back to 20, 24, 25. 25 or 26. Okay, yes, 27. It says, when she, ha- the first thing is this. It says, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. When she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, the first thing that we see here is that she heard about Jesus. Now, say, so what did she hear? She just heard that, oh, Jesus is around though. No, that's not what she heard. 
Because that's not enough. Now let's look at some of, let, let's look at the example of what she had. Go to Mark 3 verse 10. Mark 3.10. Mark 3.10. Mark 3.10. For he healed many, so that as many as had afflictions, pressed about him to what? To touch him. Amen. He's talking about Jesus. He said Jesus healed many, so that as many as as had affliction, pressed about him to touch him. Look at Matthew 9.25. Same thing. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in. Um, Go to 24. Let me see. Nope. 26. Anyway, some here, Asha. Okay, and the report went went out into all the lands. Twenty seven. Let me see. Twenty seven. No. It's somewhere, somewhere there, Asha. But it's the same thing that Jesus came to a place and people were pressing to touch him. The point I'm making is that what did she hear? She heard that she must have heard that when Jesus comes to a place. Jesus heals people, number one. Number two, she heard that even those who manage to touch him, if you can, if you can touch him, you will get your healing. So that informed, that informed her decision. That look, I'm going there. I don't even need him. I don't need to, I don't need to get his, uh, get him to touch me, to do, do any, if I can just touch the hem of his gum, if I can just touch the hem of his gum, that's enough for me. She heard. Amen. She heard, what did she hear? She heard about the tangible power of God on Jesus and instead of faith in her heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Now this power is tangible. The power flows. Amen. And the power, that's, you know, um, I, I, I don't hear a lot of those things now. But when, in those, when we, when we first got, um, got born again, entered, the, let me use the word, enter the Pentecostal circle. There were a lot of, um, terminologies and words that were used then, teachings that were going on there. I, I believe that it really helped us. Maybe God was preparing me for this. But I believe that it helped us. You know, that we used to talk about the law of uh, contact and transmission. How many of us have had that, the law of contact and transmission? Nothing. This is basically what it is. Contact. You contact the, you, if you come in contact, that's transmission. Amen. God's power can be transmitted. That's why we hear, that's why this woman will say, if she can just touch the hem of his garment, the power will flow through me. If I can, if, um, get, um, a handkerchief, aprons, say aprons were taken from his body, it carried the power. Amen. See, you must believe that the power of God is tangible and it flows. As, and that if you come in contact with it, that it will flow into you. Amen. That's part of hearing. That's what you're hearing now. It's staring of faith in your heart. Amen. That if hands are laid on me, I will receive my desires. Amen. That if I can just get in, it, see, we'll talk about, we'll talk about some other ones, but if I can just get into that atmosphere, let the power of God land, 
let the man of God just cause something that resembles something that resembles something that is nearly my case. That the power is coming upon me. Let the man of God by mistake call somebody's case and not my own cause, cause, some, some cause my case and cause it. He says that there's a man here and cause my case and I'm a woman. I am receiving it. Amen. What did she hear? She had heard, she had heard about Jesus. She had heard about the things that happened in Jesus' meetings and she was ready for it. Glory to God. Bible says faith comes by hearing. See, what you hear, it stays of faith in your heart. It stays of faith in your heart. You know, yesterday when we were coming back, um, I traveled out of town and we're coming back and I was just thinking about the message, preparing, and I got just, God just dropped something in my heart. He says, um, have some of Reverend's testimonies and read it and read them out this morning. Okay, I'm still in time. If I exceed my time, we'll finish this one because we can't do, um, I must finish its character in service. Amen. So I'm going to read some of, some of testimonies of, um, um, Reverend's meetings. The first one I read, it says, my fiancé, a medical doctor, applied for a job in Saudi Arabia almost two years ago. Some of his colleagues were called and were offered a job in Saudi Arabia. He really got discouraged and had almost given up. I literally dragged him to church when Reverend Arume came to our church in Meduguri. During the laying on of hands service, Reverend laid hands on him and told him what he is looking for is done. Two days later, my fiancé got an email from Saudi Arabia apologizing for the delay and his appointment letter. We are, we are happily married now and living in Saudi Arabia. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me read another one. It says, Amen. My big break has come indeed. Sir, I remember when you came to Zambia. I interviewed you for my show on Facebook. I asked you how, I asked you why you returned, you returned the mighty, you returned to the mighty supply, the same thing that you had before. Your response was, I needed to ask God that, and I did. And responded, and his response, she asked God, God's response was, because there is a mighty supply. I had no idea that God had in his mind a business I had prayed for years, I had prayed for, for years to manifest. This year in the mighty supply, everything I needed and all the helpers I needed came together from March to July to put together an officially open Heavenly Senses Beauty Spa. Many people said they would never, they had never seen a spa like that in their life. Some called it top notch. Some say they feel like they were not in Zambia. There's a mighty supply and I'm walking in it. Glory to Jesus. God exceeded my expectation. There is more. Amen. Amen. Let me read another one. Say, good morning, sir. How is the family? My name is A.G. The lady you came to pray for at National Hospital in May, 
The doctor said I had blood cancer. By the special grace of God, through your prayers, I was healed. And there is no trace of cancer in my blood anymore. And I was discharged. God bless the anointing upon your head, sir. Amen. Amen. Let me read another one. It says, for days I lost feelings in the right side of my body. I could not feel anything. I'll, I'll prick myself, but nothing. During your ministration, the tangible power of God came on me, and suddenly I could feel pain in that side of my body. And in a short while, all the feelings returned to my body. I'm so, so excited, I'm healed. Amen. I read, I read, I read some more. I want to share this testimony to the healing of healing after hands were laid on me by Reverend in Supernatural Service Sunday, 1st of May. Saturday, I started feeling pain in the right side of my abdomen, growing area. As a child, I had surgery for hernia, and from time to time, especially after strenuous activities, I usually feel pain in that area that have that I have to resolve to taking painkillers to kill the pain. This day in particular, I shared with my wife about the pain and was already thinking of getting diclofenac after church. Then you mentioned a case of someone with a pain in the abdomen and I came out, hands were laid on me and I felt the power of God in my body. Getting home later that evening, I discovered the pain was no longer there. Not that the pain was subsiding and later left. The, the pain just left. Praise God. I'm permanently healed of that pain. Amen. Okay, let me read one more. Then we, 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 we will continue reading testimonies all through. It says, I have known pastors of SGC London for many, for past seven years. They have visited me and cancelled me, but I have never been able to come to church. They usually pray for me whenever I have issues. I finally made it to MHC London, and I'm so happy I came for the first time. On the laying on of hands service, on the laying on of hands day, Reverend Aramel laid hands on me, and the power of God came upon me strongly. I fell to the ground, and when I got up, a heavy presence and weight that I had been carrying around for so long lifted and left me. I felt as light as air. I'm so happy and grateful and excited that I finally made it and came. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what I've just done? I've just shared testimonies of the things that happened in Reverend RMS meetings. Amen. These are the things that you expect when you come for the meeting. These are the things that you, you're hearing now. You know what you do? Align yourself. Arrange yourself. Plug in yourself. What, what is it that you, you, you want? You've had testimonies of healing. We have testimonies of financial breakthroughs. We have testimonies of, um, emotional, um, uh, deliverance. What is your challenge? Or what is it that the devil is afflicting you with? See, tell yourself, if I just get to that meeting, things will change. Oh, once I experience the power of God, my, my breakthrough has come. My turnaround has come. My lifting has come. My, 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 my deliverance has come. But you must, you, you, you must, based on the testimonies that you have had, you, your, your, your heart must be stirred up towards the anointed and the anointing. Amen. She had heard so much about Jesus. Her, her, 
heart was stirred up towards the anointed and his anointing. Glory to God. Now, let's go on. Number two. The woman believed this power and started making confessions. She kept saying, she kept speaking her expectations. The woman believed this power. Amen. She believed this power and started making confessions. Amen. Go back to, okay. Go back to, um, Mark 5. 26, Abby. You know, the woman, the woman had an expectation and she kept declaring it. For she had heard of Jesus. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. You see, she, she was painting the picture of her expectation. Say, if only I touch his clothes, I shall be made well. See, she was divorcing herself of every distractions. I mean, she was not thinking of how she will get there. Or she was not thinking of, she was not thinking of the, the, the stress, the difficulty that will be involved. She was not thinking of, she was not thinking of, if only I can touch his garment, I will be made whole. Amen. What is the picture you have coming for the laying of hand service? What do you expect to happen? What do you expect to receive? What do you expect that will happen to you in that meeting? Are you seeing it? Or you're still seeing, do you know, at this point, she was no longer, no longer looking at her problems. There's no mention of it that, oh, if I, this is my disease, this is my, you know, eh, if I can just, if I can just um, package myself well, and if, hmm, if I can have enough strength to just push through this. No, no, no. She was not talking. No. What was her focus? That if I touch him, I will be healed. If I come in contact with the anointing, my change must come. What pictures do you, which picture is stronger to you? Your problem or the anointed, the anointing? Her heart was focused on the anointed. Her heart was focused on the anointing that, um, she was expecting to contact when she gets in contact with the anointing, with the anointed. So I ask, what are the pictures of your heart? What are the pictures of your heart? What pictures do you have in your heart? Are the pictures in your heart, those issues, those challenges, those problems, are they still large in your eyes? Say, hey, hmm, this my, this my, this my financial problem, eh? hey, ah, this, the way I don't suffer financially, the way money don't, don't punish me for this life, eh? ah, if I thought they anointed oh God, something must happen, no, ah, this my, this, 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 no. You're not talking like that. It's your, 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 your problem you're glorifying. You must come to a place where what you see is the anointed. What you see is the solution. Is the victory. Amen. And that's why I said, look, any, any, <laughs> me to use this word, any mistake the anointed make that day, I am jumping into it. He mistakenly say, you know, um, uh, um, receive a million naira. He says, uh, Emmanuel receive a million naira. Now, is Emmanuel what? We are jumping, we are in this million naira together. Amen. Hallelujah. Have an expectation. 
have an expectation. What do you expect? It should be strongest, it should be the stronger picture branded in your heart. You know, if you look at Romans 8, Romans 8, it's Romans 4, 18. Romans 4, 18. We are almost always talking about this. He says, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he may become the father of many nations. You know, he says, who contrary to hope? Who con- and what is hope? We say hope is your expectation. Hopes are pictures. Amen? So let's use pictures now. Hope as pictures. He says, who contrary to hope? So he says, who contrary to the picture that he could see? Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Abraham, here was Abraham. Abraham was a hundred years old. Bible says that um, his body was dead. His wife was ninety. Her body was dead. Amen. Here Abraham was, I think we talked about, so I won't push it too much here. We talked about it recently. Abraham was dead, dead. If you know what dead means. Dead. The powerhouse was down. No, nothing was working. So, it was not even that, you know, because when Abraham was still, um, how old was he? Was he 75 or so? Sarah said, um, bring me, go and sleep, hey guy, Abraham, something was still happening. Abraham said, no problem, if it's what you want, Abraham went. But this time, if Sarah had brought her guy and all the women in the village, Abraham said, sister, nothing. That's how dead Abraham was. But God made a promise to him. And the Bible says, contrary to, Abraham saw himself dead. I mean, Abraham was dead. His wife was dead. This whole situation was bleak around him. Contrary to that picture, he said, in hope believed. What was the hope? What God has spoken to him. It, all of a sudden, what God has spoken to him became a stronger and a larger picture than what he was seeing. And you know, we came to the point where, of course, God changed. We know the story. God changed his name from Abraham to Abraham. God he came to a place where every time he called his name, he painted a picture to him. Every time he looked in the sky, he painted a picture to him. Every time he looked in the sun, he painted a picture to him. It became larger than what was happening around him. So, contrary to the picture he saw, he believed in the bigger picture. What pictures do you have concerning your issues? Amen. You know, talk to some, probably if we do an interview today, say what, say, ah, hmm, you know, hmm, uh, um, um, um. you know, Jesus was, Jesus came to, um, Jesus came, a man, there was a man by the pool, um, is it the pool called Soloam or what's the name of the pool? Just came, he had been paralyzed for 38 years or so. Just came to him. And Jesus came. Will you be made well? What is the answer of the question? No, what is the correct, should be the correct answer? Will you be made well? What did brother start saying? He started reciting his CV. I have no man who will put me in the, when the angel comes. Jesus didn't know that angel used to turn the water. He's not a Jew. He doesn't know that angel turned water. Will you be made well? Yes or no? And you know some people are like that. They say, say uh, come for laying on of hands. I say, hmm, uh, you don't know what I've been through. In fact, the last I went for one pr- pr- program. The man of God told me that uh, this. this Hallelujah! You know, I, 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 I've, I've been through this one. I've, this has happened to me. Hey, 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 hey! Shut up! 
Will you be made well? Yes or no? And it's still the same picture. What are the pictures you have in your mind? Your picture is a yes or no picture. Forget about all that you have been through. Answer is here. You say I've suffered in this. Uh, the, the way I've looked for a job in this in, in this in in in, in this in river state, uh, I've been roaming all over the place. All of a sudden, you're standing in front of Wiki. Wiki say, "Where do you want to work?" You say, "Ha, ah, governor." <laughs> you, 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 I've applied to every every parastata, every ministry in this state. Nobody's giving me job. They, 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 is it that they say this is wrong? <laughs> Where do you want to work? What is the pictures that you have in your mind? Begin to form your pictures now. It's not enough that you just say, oh, this is what I expect. Oh, uh, 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 uh. No, begin to form pictures of it. Have a picture that, see, when, when you come to the meeting, when you come into the meeting and the power of God comes upon you, you know that it is done. We're using for laying on our hand service. But see, that is how you prepare your mind to come into the presence of the anointed. That's how you prepare your mind to come into the presence of the anointed. What are the pictures that you have? This woman had a picture. And her picture was that if I touch the hem of his garment, once I touch it, I'm healed. Amen. Change what you see. Change what you see by changing what you are saying. Change what you see by change, changing what you are saying. What are you saying? What was the woman saying? She kept saying, the Bible says, please go back to there. The Bible says that she kept saying, see, it was not a one-off say. It was, it was a saying she kept saying. What are you saying from now till that day? Hallelujah. Number three, the top point there. She acted on her belief and confession. She acted on her belief and confession. She pressed beyond her condition. Amen. So she acted on her belief and condition. You know, this woman, this woman, like we said, this woman, Bible says that she had been, she had had an issue of blood for 12 years. She had been losing blood for 12 years. So you can imagine, those of us who have small um, medical science background, you know what that means. She's anemic, she's pale, she's weak. That's physically. So physically, she was disadvantaged. Amen. Spiritually, she was disadvantaged. Because according to the law, she was unclean. I mean, if by mistake, anybody found out before she touched Jesus, she would have been stoned to death. Societally, she was, she was disadvantaged. But what happened? She took her, I mean, let me, let me see what to say. She took her destiny into her hands. She pressed through all those disadvantages until she touched Jesus. What are the disadvantages that will stop you from, um, being from receiving, you say, you say, uh, you, 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 know, you, you know, what I started thinking about, you know, laying on our hand service in, in, in Abuja starts 8 a.m. We fix it 9 a.m. here. 
So I was even thinking, maybe we should have even put it 8 a.m. Show how, how desperate some people are. But it's okay, it's 9 a.m. But you know, that 9 a.m., some people will come quarter to 12. No, no, 9, 9 a.m. When you say program start, I mean, I, some, that's, that's a lot of people. When you say program starts 9 a.m., that means that 9 a.m. is when you wake up and go and get ready. Amen. I mean, 9 a.m. is time to do anything concerning that program, which includes getting ready for it and going for it. So whenever I arrive there, it's still within the 9 a.m. Amen. I hear some, some people, some people are even, some people are very, uh, permit me to say, some people are even very, 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 as far as I'm concerned, I, I call them nasty. Because they will still, when they come at 12 o'clock, they will still want to come and sit somewhere in the front. They will still walk to the front to check if their front seats. Or some people are very, very nice. Say, Hello, you don't reach there. I beg reserve seat for me, reserve seat for me. We will not reserve seat for anybody that day. If you're not there, you're not there. Amen. She acted on what she believed. See, if, if Wicked says, I keep using, uh, using human examples, which are in comparison to our God. If Wicked says that, um, meet me tomorrow in my office by 8 a.m. Some of us will be there by 6 a.m. You, you say the thing will go stop me, make I not enter this office today, make I see the thing. Why? Because you are, you are expectant, you are confident of receiving. This woman pressed through all the limitations, all the barriers. Amen. I'm saying that because, see, our state is the flyover state. That's what it's our nickname. Outside. There are many flyover constructions going on. Don't come on that day and say, ah, because uh, this, this morning we came, we, we go, woke up and said that they're building flyover straight into my compound. That's why. You will know yesterday night that we can fly over into your compound. Wake up early. Leave the whole, the house on time. See, this woman pressed beyond every limitation. Nothing was stopping her. And you see, that, that behavior, that action, that, it shows, it shows your, your, Thank you. It shows the tenacity of your faith. It shows how, how desperately you want to resume, you want to receive. Amen. Amen. She pressed beyond her condition. Let no condition, let no condition stop you. She pressed beyond religion. Oh, say religion. Oh, this, 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 my church. Forget all. She pressed beyond all those things. She pressed beyond societal expectations. Amen. What are the things stopping you? You are going to press beyond them. Amen. Amen. She acted on what she believed. She believed what she was confessing. She believed it and she pressed until she got it. Hallelujah. You know, okay, I say here that faith is what you are saying continually. Faith is what you are saying continually. It drives you. Amen. So the thing that you are speaking on a continuous basis, it will drive you. Now let's look at this story of this woman. 29, 
Verse 29. Okay, no, no. Sorry. Hebrews 11. Hebrews, actually, Hebrews 11 verse... Um, let's start reading from verse 1. Show something there. Hebrews 11, 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Go on. For by it. By what? By faith. And if you go through all of Hebrews 11, it was talking about them receiving by faith. It was by their faith they were able to receive. This woman had faith. And her faith propelled her. Her faith compelled her. See, your action is your faith. What you are saying is your faith. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. By faith they received. All people in Hebrews 11, it was by faith that they received. You will receive your heart desires by faith. I say you will receive your heart desires by faith. Faith is the hand with which you stretch out to receive from God. Amen. Amen. Now the next thing um, says, she believed and knew that she was healed. Because she felt the power of God flow into her. So, I'm saying that, believe that you receive as soon as hands are laid on you. Now, there's something very interesting about this one. It says she believed and knew that she had received. Go back to 29. That's what I wanted to read. Verse 29. It says, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. It says she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. It says immediately the fountain of her blood dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Now, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about it. How did she... Is, is, did she feel any shock go through her? Probably not. But within her, she knew. Amen. Amen. She knew that she had been healed. Look at uh, uh, um, 32. 32. He looking, looked around, see her who had done this thing. 33. Why am I mixing up my screen? Okay, yes, 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her. You know, you, you know what makes it a little interesting to me? Because she says she, he knew, she knew what had happened to her. You know, sometimes there are some, some, um, um, miracles that happen to you. I say, go and check. Go to, somebody tell people, go, go to the toilet and go and check. How did she, she know? She felt different. She, or, what was it? You know what I'm saying? Don't limit your, your, um, your experiencing God power by feelings. What, what I mean by feelings is that, oh, if I, if I, if I Reverend lay hands on me, I didn't fall. So I'm going to come out again. I'm going to keep coming out until I, if I don't fall, I'm not going to stop coming out. Then, or you fall, and then when you're on the ground, you're looking at, you're opening your eyes and look at. <laughs> you, you know, it's not by the falling, no. 
It's, it's, it's good to fall and everything, but it's not like falling. You know what I'm saying? So I've gone to meetings where, especially, especially ladies, especially ladies, you know, you ladies, you're coming for laying on the sand, you wear your beautiful short gown. Then when they lay hands on you, and you're falling. You know, <sighs> Amen. This never, this never catch you. What I'm saying is that don't limit your experiencing God's power to the things that you feel or the expectations of people. So, uh, Reverend lays hands on you and you don't feel anything. It doesn't matter. It's a spirit-to-spirit contact. Your spirit has caught it. Come to the place where as soon as hands are laid on you, you know. You know. And that knowing will affect your feelings. Amen. Because go back to, go back to 2029. You know. She felt in her body, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she had been healed of that affliction. It says immediately the fountain of blood was dried up. And then she felt in her body that she was healed. Because as soon as, as soon as she contacted power, she knew it had happened. Because what? That's what she had been confessing. That's what she had been declaring. That's what she had been saying. Anybody who listened to her enough knew that that's what she had been saying about this meeting. Believe that you receive as soon as hands are laid on you. Or as soon as you have contact with the anointed. Amen. Believe that you, you are, you receive as soon as hands are laid on you, as soon as you have contact with the anointed. That if I can just contact the anointed, this is done. Amen. And a various means of contacting the anointed. Amen. But whatever means by which you contact with the anointed, you can contact with his voice, you can contact with him physically, you can contact with whatever way you contact with the anointed, you can contact with the anointed in that atmosphere. Immediately you contact with the anointed, it is done. I am not going home the same way I came. I am not going home with what I came with. I'm going home with my answers. Amen. She believed. And she got what she came to get. And the last thing in the story that we see is that she gave her testimony and praised God. Amen. Give your testimony and praise God. Give your testimony to glorify God. Amen. You know when you give your testimony, you encourage others. I read some people's testimonies. You know why I was able to read their testimony? They send their testimonies to Rev. Give your testimony to encourage others. Give your testimony. It, 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 it stirs up faith in the heart of other people. Give your testimony, like from some of the examples that we see about, about Jesus. It, it seals your miracle. That's when I say seal your miracle. It doesn't mean that because you didn't give your testimony, the devil will take it away. The devil has no power to take away what God has given you. It's you that has, it's you that either releases it to him or you allowed yourself to be deceived. And let go of it. Amen. Amen. Give your testimony and glorify God. Now, in wrapping it up, 
Then we see that, um, please go to verse 20, 30. Jesus, when Jesus spoke to the woman, 32 or Abby, he says, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Now, what is her faith? What is her faith? Let me answer it for you. Don't so that you're not guessing. Her faith is the sum total of all the things that she did. Her faith is the hearing that she heard. Her faith is the confessing that she was confessing. Her faith is the action she took to that confession. Those are all her faith put together working. That is, like, like, like I said, your faith is your hand that receives. Your faith is your hand that reaches out to receive from the anointed. All those things she did were all a demonstration of her faith. Amen. See, all the actions they are taking, all the things they are doing. Now. For instance, now, we are waiting on the Lord. We are praying and fasting. We, we, we are coming for prayer crews. Um, uh, um, we are preparing for the program. All those things. You're, you're, you're building your expectation. You're, 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 all those things are your faith put together. Amen. All those things are your faith at work. Amen. 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 Jesus said, your faith has made you well. So, what, what, what are you, you know, like, like, like I kept saying, I said, we pray and fasting. Honestly, initially I, I was very hesitant about saying the whole church to join, but I just, what is the big deal? Anybody wants to join, you join. But prayer and fasting is, we're preparing ourselves. Like I've, I've repeatedly said, the prayer and fasting is not, we're not trying to move God's hand. We're not trying to compel God. We're not trying to cajole God. We're not trying to gain God's sympathy and pity by praying and fasting. I say, hey, 21 days. Hey, yeah, Kai. That day, that day, Michael, get ready. You attend to this person. Ah, no, no, no. Ah, 21 days. No, eh. Because all that God will do for you, He has done. When we come praying and fasting, we are aligning ourselves. We are putting ourselves in a place where we can hear clearly. We can receive directly from God. Amen. Amen. So, what have you heard? And what will you hear till then? Hear God's word. Hear, let faith come by, let faith come by hearing. Let faith come by hearing. Look, go and read up Reverend's testimonies, Reverend's, uh, the things that have happened in Reverend's life. Go and read up, read up the, the, the miracles and the accounts of Jesus. Because he says Jesus is saved yesterday, today, and forevermore. So, what Jesus did then, he's still doing now. Go and read up those accounts. Self your faith. What is it that you, 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 you have that it seems to be a challenge? Find, go to the scriptures and find out what God's word says about it. Build up your faith. Build up your expectation. Have an expectation. Is it financial? Have financial expectations. You get your financial expectation from Bible. Is it your health? Is it your marriage? Is it? Name the area. God will speak to you from His Word. Amen. God will build up an expectation from His Word. You know, for some of us, and I keep saying, I, 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 truly, that's what God has been laying in my heart. For some of us, God will begin to God will begin to speak with us and deal with us before that day. Amen. You will have a word. For, for some of us, 
and this particularly I, I hear, for some of us, God will put this, God will stir up a scripture in your heart that you're holding on to as your contact for the anoint, for the anointing. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. God, a scripture is just boiling in your heart. And as you meditate on it, you meditate on it. Faith is coming. So that the way you come into that place and the anointed begins to speak, your, your heart is connected. You know the beautiful, amazing one that can happen? That you, the anointed begins to quote the scripture that you have been meditating on. You know how, you know how excited you become. Ah, this is the word, this is the word, this is the word. Your heart is enlarged. Your heart is open to receive. Enlarge your heart. I don't know when Ezra will do a laying on her service in, 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 in Portacourt. It may become a yearly thing. It may be just this once. It may be another five years. But see, this one. This one. Ah. This one. My testimony must come out of it. My life must change. My story must change. My lifting must come. Amen. All the things that you're doing is your faith at work. All these things that you're doing is your faith at work. You're waiting on the Lord is your faith. You're, you're being involved is your faith. Coming for prayer cruise is your faith at work. Gathering you all, you putting your, having expectation is your faith at work. And Proverbs that we read, it says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Your expectation shall not be cut off in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.